Hey guys, this is Trevor Probant. This is the Land Investing Dirt Road to Wealth podcast. We have yet another uh, land guru, extraordinaire, badass, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I think what are we up to like eight people now. So it's, this is this is this is awesome. We're really turning out the the material right now. Um, but who I have? I've got Ajay Sharma, and he is a young man from uh, the Midwest. <laughs> who is uh, doing a bunch of cool stuff in the land space and is much further along than I was. We're going to talk about why that is and the information kind of out there. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to let him talk about where he's at, where he's from, what's going on, and then we're going to dive into some uh, some real nitty-gritty details that you all can actually use. So, Ajay, you got the floor. All right. What is going on, everybody? I'll give a little bit of... Uh my background in land and then lead us to where we are today and what we got going on and just flow from there. How's that? Sounds good. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably one of the youngest guests you've had on here. I'm rocking at a seasoned 24 today. Um, you know, we're, we're shooting this on June 1st. Uh, June 17th is my 25th, so that's why I say I'm a seasoned 24-year-old. Nice. I had almost a year to, to be 24. Um, so I got started in land a little bit after college. I heard a good expression that it goes something like, behind uh, every entrepreneurial story is a bad manager. And so, you know, I'll, I'll share. Uh, I got out of college in May of 2020 and had a good job, you know. So I lived downtown Chicago, moved here for the job, um, was in consulting, so big wig consulting, billion dollar firm, whole, you know, enchilada. Um, and it was good. They pushed all the work life balance, all the good stuff that you see, and all the stuff that does, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, that sounds great, because that's what everybody tells you, right? Well, I yep. get there, man, and it's, it's COVID, and I don't have any friends that live nearby, and I'm bored, and so. Um, I'm rocking and rolling and reading a bunch and have this manager that basically just sucked. And so she um, did a really bad job of communicating expectations, pushed our meeting off several times, and on like a Friday evening was like, hey, team, this works really bad. I need you to turn it around before Monday so we can have it ready for the client. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, you're a bad leader, so now I've got to work the weekend? <laughs> I don't know if that's, you know, and this was, it's funny because this was only two months into me working there, but I was like, just took a note. I don't like anybody having control over my schedule except for myself, and so we're going to change that. Uh, stumbled into an RE Tipster video throughout the week, bought the course. Uh, I think a week later, had got out my first mailer. My third lead ended up being my first deal, and so it was on 150 yellow little postcards, you know. Um, bought it for three, sold it for 15 after Realtor and Title made about nine. I was off to the races, man. I was hooked. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I didn't get another deal for about four months after that because I had this fallacy that um, you send out 150 postcards <laughs> and you get a deal, right? So definitely Beginner's slow. luck, right? Beginner's 100%, luck. Yep, man. absolutely. And, you know, if, uh, if we keep hanging out, you'll hear me say this all the time, but I'm the luckiest man alive. And so I get beginner's luck all the time, which is good at the beginning, but doesn't do you too well when <laughs> you get going, right? Yeah. So it took me a bit to realize, oh, you need to 10X your mail if you even want to start doing regular deals. And that's still only like you know, between one and 2,000 letters a month. So it still wasn't crazy volume. I started doing some onesie twosie deals by one year in. Um, I'd done about 70K gross profits, which is pretty good about what I was making in corporate. So it, it seemed good, but I still didn't feel like I had a good grasp on the business. Shortly thereafter, stumbled into a deal, made about 300 grand on it. So it was a nice mm -hmm. rural hunting property up in Wisconsin. No, there's no. You can't money. make money in rural pro, rural hunting property. There's no money. There's no money. Yeah, there's in there's rural. no money you in need it. Infill lots is what you need. Man, you know, and I'll tell you too, is is eighty percent wetlands. 
people that are using it are definitely four wheeling and duck hunting on it. But we bought it for one ten and sold it for four fifty. But it, okay, when when is, when is this? What what date is this? This is gosh September of twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> Good timing. timing. Great Good timing. Good timing. Yeah. Hey, what are we, I'm lucky to alive. <laughs> yeah. Again, no shit. Right. No shit. No, but before we go, before we go, dive into that, right? Like, so, sure. so, what did you, where did you go to school at, and sure. like, what, what were you, what were you studying, and what was the, what was your, what was the paradigm and the roadmap given to you the way you're growing up, right? Yeah. So, I guess I'll start with growing up. We'll go chronologically here. Yep. Um, I grew up uh, in, I mean, way back when in poverty. You know, we were Section Eight and food stamps and all that kind of stuff growing up. Um, eventually we, we owned a little gas station, pretty stereotypical if you look at me, but we owned a gas station in Southern Indiana. And, uh, you know, my mom is, is a very classic, like immigrant mentality in the way that she just showed up every day, did her job, you know, and did it really well. And as you get older, you learn, you'd be surprised at how many people struggle to show up every day. Right. And so, um, she did a great job with that, got our way up to middle class, but man, I was exposed to small business really early. Like I okay. remember just being fascinated by the idea that, um, you would buy things for cheaper than you would sell them for. So simple, but you know, you're nine or 10 years old. You're like, Oh, well, sure. Like, you're learning how the world exist. works. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, it was, it was really cool for me seeing, Oh, we buy a candy bar at a buck and sell it for two or whatever, you know, and, um, just getting things to churn. And I had fun as a 10, 12 year old working the register, upselling people, having fun, you know, yeah. Oh, you're here for a pack of cigarettes. Well, why don't you grab two? So you don't, you save yourself the trip later. And while you're at it, I know you grabbed a diet Coke yesterday. Did you mean to grab another, you know, stuff like that, where you just, you're having fun with it. Um, and so I was exposed to just small business, counting money, all that kind of stuff, profits pretty young. And I think my mind was just always geared in the way that uh, you should be in control of your income. Um, fast forward, I went to college at Indiana University. They've got a pretty good business school there. So, okay. um, you know, was was I don't know anything. School. I don't know anything north of like Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> there there is nothing north of Oklahoma. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I go to Colorado, like the the mountain states, but I don't know anything sure. as far as you, you know what I mean. Like, I, I just it's Big Ten. Time. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> if you watch any college basketball or football? It's oh, all you for need to sure. Know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, but. It's a it's a solid Big Ten Big State school, you know. It's like a top ten undergrad business school kind of deal. So really, really okay. good staff. So good so education. so you had that you you had that mentality from growing up, right? Like small business ownership. Yep. What drove you? And there's a reason I'm asking all this stuff, right? Because this yeah. is much more important than tactics. Yeah, agreed. Tactics don't mean anything, and that's where as I've gotten bigger and bigger. And working on bigger deals and doing bigger things, tactics don't mean shit. Yeah, it's your mindset and the people that you're around and what you're exposed to and what you're exposing yourself to every day, right? right. That allows you to do that. So you saw small business. Yep. You also saw immigrant work ethic. Yeah. So you were further ahead than you probably realized, right? Because it's just mm. that was your paradigm. You didn't yeah. know any different. That was the lens that you saw life through, right? 100%. And so I was also that way in a, in a lot of ways, like, you know, the hard work, you know, living on ranches, doing always working manual labor, doing things like this. And also the small business, this animal husbandry, you know, no safety net, anything else like this. I think the gas station was probably a better business <laughs> than, <laughs> than hoping it rains or hoping it doesn't rain or hoping that the oh, coyotes don't eat everything. You know, I mean, it's, no kidding. Anyway. But 
the more successful people I talk to, the more of that background or the purposeful placement of themselves into that, right? That that they they broke the mold of whatever it was, or they were given a certain direction to go, yeah. Right? Because again, I I believe that you would have figured something out, whether that you know you had started a a, a, a business running you know Amazon shit or whatever it is, right? All the stuff the gurus sell you, right? Because but, <laughs> the thing is, is you would have you would have done that because that you knew that you were looking for more. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? And and talking about a bad like that also triggered you instead of you just going, Oh man, you know, talking about a bad manager and going, Shit, now I gotta work all weekend, oh well, resent that winch, you know, whatever. You're like, F that. Yep. I'm out. Exactly. And that right there, guys, and people that are listening to that, like, that's what you need to think about. And that's what I was thinking about this on a long drive back the other day. And, you know, I've done this deal where I've taken a, a yellow sheet of paper and gone strengths and weaknesses, right, for personally. And, yep. and, and what my competitive advantage is compared to other people's competitive advantage and, and things like this, right? I'll outwork anybody. I'm very personable, everything else. I'm terrible at the details. Absolutely dog shit. Okay, Garbage, similar. trash, terrible <laughs> at it, right? So I have to sit rails and bumpers and now i'm having to hire people to understand that but also what i really think would be even better is is even talking about okay where's my strengths and my weaknesses when it comes to my mental game not just what i like or don't like or the capital or the relationships or things like this but also the mental game yeah where am i weak when it comes to this stuff why is this hard for me why am i swimming up current on this stuff and it's something that I'm slowly evolving. Like, again, the tactics are the tactics. There's not, I mean, you can, you can figure that out with a long weekend on YouTube university, 100%. right? Yeah. It's, it's the getting over and understanding like, this is a business. This is hard. It's still more simple than a lot of things, but how is my brain going to work when the shit hits the fan? Right. 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 And so it's it's a it's an interesting thing that you that you came from that background, right? Yeah. And that you automatically went to hell with her. I'm figuring something else out. Versus, <laughs> yep. I hate her. I'm going to tr- go look for another putting another resume in somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not and you, really you don't realize that, but that was that 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 moment that build up, right? That was the time for you to veer off and go to where you're going now. Yep. And one of these days, when you're an old man, hopefully. If you live that long and you're sitting back and you're like, holy Gosh. shit, that was the day. Yeah. Yep. That was the day. Right. And huh. so it's interesting. And it's a good thing to talk about. I think that no one else talks about. Everybody wants to talk about tactics and numbers and all this other shit. That has very little to do with any successful business. Right. Yeah. It's it's the scorecard of our business. Hmm. But the actual game itself is between your ears. Anybody can do this, right? Like tall, short, fat, woman, trans, whatever. You can do you yeah. can do this business, right? Definitely. It's the middle side of it. And so anyway, going back to college, you had this deal, you went to business school. Okay? Yep. You wanted to go to business school. What was the plan with business school? It's a good question. I don't know if I had a, a concrete plan to be honest. I just knew it was a good program and I'd figure it out as I went. 
Okay. Um, I figured out I was different pretty quickly, though, is what I'll say. Like, the business school prides themselves in their big job placement rate. And I yep. always knew I was going to end up as an entrepreneur. I didn't think that's where I'd start immediately after college. Definitely yeah. not as quickly as I yeah, did, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I knew that was the end game to some capacity. And so as I was going through – I'll never forget. So when I was 19, uh, it was the summer after my sophomore year of college. I interned with Cummins, you know, a big power engine yeah. company. Oh, right? yeah, for fantastic, sure. Fantastic, fantastic organization. But uh, it's big, okay? And big organizations, they have a lot of, like, corporate monkeys – and so it's like, man, you could work 20 years there and only be making $40,000 more a year than when you started. And it's just, it's, it wasn't for me. So, you know, as I'm interning there, I just remembered the typical intern would finish like two projects. We'll call a po- project, you know, let's just pretend they're all kind of on the same plane here. And you had this big presentation in, tr- in front of the entire department at the end of the year. At the end of the year, I'd finished seven projects and I presented and I had three different teams trying to give me a job offer until they found out I was 19 years old, you know? And I, I sat there and I was like, the, the guys that were juniors or the guys that were in a master's program, they all got paid more than me based on seniority. But I accomplished more than them. And I remember talking to my friends back at school and I said, guys, I, I want to get paid on output. Why are we getting paid like on a salary? And you know, the, their mindsets were so different. They were like, good luck finding something like that, man. That's not how the world works. And I was like, buddy, you don't even know. You know? <laughs> but that's the mentality that, that uh, the, the like school indoctrinates in you is you, you go learn a skill and then you go do this thing forever, right? And so that's just what people thought was and life. it kills the, you know, the whole saying men leave lives of quiet desperation is because of that. Yeah, and I understand as someone who hires people, you can't pay them what they're worth. A lot of times, you just sure. can't. You can't. Right. You freaking can't because you've got to deal with all the ups and downs, the good times, the bad times, the lean times, all this other stuff. And if all you're doing is profit sharing, which you could, guess what? Also, people are really, really shitty at managing their money. Yep. And they'll leave you. You're like, oh well, you had a thirty thousand dollar month last month. Well, I went and bought three cars and went to Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're right. not going to make anything this next month. Oh shit, right? Like Yep. But but what you what you talked about right there with the seven projects versus two. Yeah. That's what it takes, guys. If you want to be successful in business, that's what it takes. Yeah, and I just, you know, I had a passion for solving problems early on. It was like I remember anytime I'd have downtime, I'd go to my manager and be like, Hey, what uh, what do you hate most about your job? You know, and she'd be like, every month I've got to do this stupid manual audit. It takes me eight hours. It's an entire business day. So I taught myself how to code in. Uh, it's like VBA macros. It's like the you can code like uh, bots in Excel, basically. Okay. And it sounds fancier than it is. It's really yeah, not yeah. that you know. And and I had some IT background, so I watched a couple YouTube tutorials. I pieced it together. I said. Hey, uh, I I put this thing together, like click this button and in five minutes it does what you do in an eight hour day. And she was astounded. Like, (laughs) you know, and it's it's stuff like that where I'm like, well, technically Cummins, if you look at her salary of $180,000 a year and I just saved her an eight hour work that, you know, how much is this worth over the longevity of the company, especially when you redeploy her human capital, right? But I didn't have the bargaining power to do that as a 19 year old, nor would anybody hear my case. Yeah, absolutely. No, they're like, thanks, thanks for the freebie. 
you right, know? exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, I'm happy to provide value, but the point being, like, this is not an organization that's going to serve me how I'm wired long term. And so I got into consulting and was like, okay, I want to experience just more. I just knew I needed to see more of the world, and I got to see all these different Fortune 500 businesses and basically fix some of their problems and also just, like, get loaned out as staff a lot of times. But again, quickly, I'm just like, man, average people suck. <laughs> like, they're all just Dude, so... I'd say that all the time to my wife. I was like, the normal, <laughs> average people drive me batshit crazy. And yeah. she's like, that's why you don't have very many friends. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and that's that okay. absolutely right. And right. I'm okay with that. Like, yep. like it's, it's the truth. I would I'm prefer okay like that. three people I care about, right? Yep. Versus 25 people that all think the <laughs> one same of my buddies, thing. One of my buddies has a shirt that says, I like, uh, I like hunting, fishing, and like three people. I was like, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, but it's, it's the truth, right? Like yeah. we are the outliers, Right. The, the people that want that have that curiosity, that have that internal want to and get after it, whatever you want to call it. And the thing is, do you think that can be built or do you think that is born? Because I've been this way my whole life and I know you have, too. Yeah, I, I've seen it both ways. Um, so currently in my land business, I have, uh, in, like if you speak traction language, he's my integrator. So he's yep. like, uh, he's my business partner and he does like a lot of the day to day stuff. Right. And he is somebody that was probably more built than born. He's the only person is in, in his immediate family that doesn't have a PhD. So they just, they come from a world where it's all, you know, education, prestige status. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just where he came from. Uh, he actually at one point tried to start his own land business, and it was so funny because we, we came to this conclusion, man. When he started the business, first thing he did, formed an LLC. Second thing he did, opened a bank account. Third thing he did, articles of incorporation. First thing I did, sent out a mailer. You know, you see the difference? It's No, no, no. The business is the activities. All that legal mumbo-jumbo, you figure that stuff out when you make money, right? Yep. We were just wired differently. But what I've seen in him is over time, all these thoughts needed to be undone. We needed to undo the wiring it was a lot more that needed to be broken down for him than it did for me. It came naturally to me because that's what I was exposed to. I do think people can be rewired though. It just takes a lot more work for some than others. <laughs> no, no, that's, that, that, no, that, that makes perfect sense, right? Like it's, and I don't know. And because I've never been that way, right? I've always been the fire ready aim. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So. And so, and so it's a different deal. And you're like, well, why are, why are you, being a little bitch why aren't you doing what you you know what i mean like what, what are you afraid of and it's and part of it is being afraid and part of it is like no the process that i need to go through is this and then yeah. this and then this and then this and then this because that's the model and that's what i believe that we need to do versus income producing things right i need to make sure that all my ducks are in a row and i don't know if that's procrastination perfectionism or being afraid or all of the above, right? Yep. I think, I you know, know, and it's so funny too, is you're talking to other land investors and wannabe investors. Um, you know, I coach some clients and work with folks and it's so funny because I think 70% of people's problems would be fixed if they just picked up the phone and made offers more than they did already. You know, it's like, if you just picked up the phone and made it, like, and I tell people this all the time, I stole this from Clint Turner, uh, most important metric in the business where you're doing flips, right? Just offers made. If you're not yep. making offers, you know, if that number's low, well, it's because I don't have leads. Great, go market more. That's all that tells me. Yeah, but 100%. I don't know what it's worth. Okay, you suck at comping. Go get better at underwriting deals and make offers, right? If you market and make offers, you'll get deals. I'm gonna, you know what? 
That, that reminds me. I'm going to do a, a little live test on something. I'm not going to say it right now, but oh, I'm going to do exactly <laughs> that. And I'm going to uh, – it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. I've got a buddy that's been dying to do this, like, work with me, lives here, great guy, known forever, okay. and everything else. And I am going to – we're going to do that exact same thing. We're going to be like, you know what? All you do, you, Weston, you don't think. You make offers. And I'm going to give him a certain area and on market. And I'm like, I want you to write up offers all in this entire area. You know exactly what it is. I want you to write them up, and I will buy them. And we're going we're gonna to buy two or three in the first 30 days. That's beautiful. Well, but, I mean, it's exactly what you said. And yeah. even me, even me, and the thing is, is I do nothing but, like, big deals, multi-million dollar deals, right? Nice. And so, well, I don't, fuck, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> But but the thing is is it's like I still would be even further along if I made more offers, right? Yeah. And I buy a lot of stuff that you know we get three, four, five, six. We've had nine hundred thousand dollars below asking price that we got off. You know why? Because they were priced so high that no one ever made any offers for them. Yeah. And they and that, freaking took it. Yeah. You don't know until you make an offer. Hundred percent. It's the same. It's exactly what you got done saying. Yeah, and and like in that light, <clears throat> you know, when I work with people, it's like, oh well, they said they wanted, you know, ten thousand an acre, and I'm like, yeah, guess what? Nobody else is making the offer because they say that shit. <laughs> you know, it's like go educate them, you know, talk to them, figure it out, and you, I will tell you, if you looked at probabilities, right, you have yep. a higher probability of getting the deal if you yep. offer them three, four grand an acre than you do if you just don't pick up the phone. I'll tell you that straight it's up. Hard to, it's hard to catch fish on the couch. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, our red, that's our redneck saying. You can use that one, right? Like it's hard to catch fish on the couch, you know? I mean, that's – it's so simple. But again, just like we talked about, it's all mental. Yes. I don't have the money. You don't need to worry about the money. If it's a good deal – Right, especially somebody like y'all, you and Clint, like the team and the people you have around them, right? You may not keep 100% of the deal, but I'd much rather make 20% on four or five deals that's going to make me $400,000 in the next six months. Right. And I don't have to sleep. I can sleep at night. Right. <laughs> yep. Seriously. Like that's a huge, huge thing. Like, I and I'm that way. I've taken way less. I've made people unbelievable amounts of money. I've still made very good money on a lot of these projects, but like, even the, I, I doubt I'll ever do just like big projects by myself because I like diversifying risk. I like yeah. working with, I also like working with other people. I like getting yeah. a hold of Ajay and be like, dude, that so and so drove me freaking nuts, blah, blah. <laughs> just so, you know what I mean? Yep. Freaking power guy told me it's going to be 48,000 has come in at 4150. Hell yeah, yeah. that's awesome. You know, like, because <laughs> it's a lonely business. It really right? is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, again, going back, let's go back to offers, right? And where people fall on their faces because of that. And again, you've done way more of the coaching, you know, the more volume as far as the coaching and stuff like this. We've done just the bigger masterclass stuff and everything. What, yeah. what, where, why are people not willing to make those offers? Obviously, rejection, right? And that's just sales, yeah. right? I came from yeah. a sales background, so I know all about that shit, right? 
Hundred percent. So I think it's two things, right? So to your point, rejection's number one. People are scared of it. Uh, there's a really good book I read in my early twenties called Rejection Proof. Um, this guy goes into is, that, is that the one with the the umbrella on the top? Yes, that's the one. Yes, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yep. Super interesting because this guy basically just like lays out the history of rejection, why we as humans are actually scared of it, biology, all this stuff that's really interesting, right? And it's like, hey, here's why this exists. Get over it. <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, if you just like did it every day, you'd be fine. And there's you know there's some really good challenges out there to help you do that. Like uh, Noah Kagan's this YouTuber I listen to on and off every now and then, and he has a good um, like rejection challenge where it's like, hey, go into a coffee shop and ask for a 10% discount today. You're like, what the hell do you mean ask for a 10%? Just do it. Worst they say is no, best you get a dollar off your coffee. Well, I hope you're not paying 10 bucks for coffee, but you know, yeah. it's, it's like, hey, it's hey, stuff hey, like hey. that. Go do 20 push-ups in a Target. What's the worst that happens? What if I yeah. get judged? Who cares? You know, it's stuff like that that's, that's, no, that's you're, really you're interesting. No, you're absolutely right, right? Um, like there's, there's, a, there's a big blog called Wait, have you ever read this, an older one? It's called Wait, uh, what is it? Wait, but why? And, Sounds and, familiar. I don't know. And anyway, and it talks about that, and it talks about, and it, and it has a deal called the Mastodon, and it talks about that's that's that fear of rejection, right? That is yeah. hardwired into us, and why it's hardwired into us. And anyway, yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's a crazy thing that we can realize. Like, it's our mind that is holding us back. Nothing else is holding us back. And that's number two, right? Is mindset there? Yep. So, like to your point, what we were talking about earlier is like some people just don't believe that landowners are willing to take a discount on their property, you know? And I, I always reframe it in the metaphor of like a car dealership. I'm like, guys, okay, you ever sold a car to the dealership when you're trading one in and buying a new one? Like most people have, right? You got yep. two options. You can sell it on Craigslist by yourself, right? Or I guess nowadays you can call these different companies that'll give you a price yep. today, blah, blah. Carvana or whatever back. the hell. Exactly, yeah. let's go back 10, yep. 15 years though, right? You can either sell it on Craigslist or you, uh, you, you throw a sign on it in your front yard and wait people f to drive on by. Uh, right, but what's the trade-off? It takes longer. You got to deal with a bunch of bullshit. You got to deal with tire kickers. There's a bunch of people who are going to call. It's a whole like system and sales and blah blah. Right, dealership. You walk on up. <laughs> they offer you, you know, sixty cents on the dollar, and you take it because it's easy. We do the same thing with land, right, mm -hmm. guys? If you just talk to enough people, somebody's going to want to work with the dealership. It's that simple, right? And so it's all about hey, cast a wide enough net, know what you're doing, be nice to people, make it an easy process. This is more of a customer service business than people realize, I think. And oh, so that's yeah. where a lot of the folks that fall short, that are used to like the, the blind offers in the Mojave County, the, the, the top 10 counties, right? The folks that go from that and try to get into the bigger stuff that you do, or even like the middle kind of stuff, middle of the way stuff that I yeah, do. Yeah, $100,000, $200,000, um, yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah, it's like they don't realize, oh, I actually, I have to follow up with people. You know what I mean? Oh, I've got a, you know, they didn't sign the contract. Okay, call them again. They didn't pick up. Okay, call them, but, again. Call them in a week or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, send yep. them another mailer, write them a check, do something, man. Get creative. Like people have their own busy lives. It's not all just giving away garbage property. Sometimes you got to serve the customer, meet them where they're at, do this whole thing, and so sales, um, right? Like actual sure. sales, like yeah. actual sales, right? Like and and I come, you know, that's where sort of come from the background. Like we would have, especially when when I was working with a company, you know, we had sort of with five of us, and then there's two hundred of us, you know. And the the CRMs and the contacts and the all this other stuff like you you'd have to touch out you know you'd have to reach out twenty five times talk to them three times have it set up one meeting right and that may take six months right and you were and you were doing that for eight ten grand a month yeah why can't you do that now to make two hundred thousand dollars a deal right right 
And, and you know, it was it was, and that's kind of why this you know the whole podcast and everything like that. Where now I'm letting people know more about what I do and how I do it. And like, and Clint and I were talking about that the other day. Like, I hate video. I hate talking about myself. I hate doing all this stuff. Right? Like, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like standing. You know, I was taught to work hard, go to church, save your money. You know, like yeah. Yeah. And, and however, I spent years, even though my buddies owned the company and I was like the, no, the number, you know, one right-hand man and stuff like this, like I spent years with the guy's business on my shirt. Yeah. Busting ass. Oh yeah. Why am I not, why am I not putting in as much or why am I afraid of pushing or letting the world know what I do now that it's my company with my name on it. Yeah. Right. Again, mental stuff, funny? right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and I guess you just fight that until you die. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I mean, there's, there's so much, you know, like, you know, you and I are both people who like are more successful than the average person, right? You yep. know, I'm not trying to toot our own horns here, but the reason I bring it up, you still shit talk yourself every single day. I guarantee it. Every, oh dude, I am. Cause the, I know I do. I am the worst. <laughs> right. And, and I mean, you know what? That helped in sports growing up, right? For I was sure. Like, It'll drive you. All this other stuff. But it is a terrible platform to build a, a happy, <laughs> successful life. Yeah. No kidding. And it took me a long time yeah. to figure that shit out, bud. Like, a yeah, long yeah. time. Yeah. I, I'm lucky I think I figured it out a little bit earlier, but I have good help, man. I <laughs> I, I work with a uh, like a life coach, you know, and he's, yeah. uh, he's a great guy. He said this to me um, about a year ago, and it has just stuck with me. He said, Ajay, if you talked to other people the way you talk to yourself, you would have no one in your life. Why are you so hard on yourself? And I was like, shit, that's a good question. I don't know, you know, so you catch yourself in that loop and it's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Do I really deserve this right now? You know, there's a place for it, I think. So you mentioned yep. sports, right? If you're trying to push yourself, if you're, you know, getting out of bed in the morning or, you know, trying to get into the cold plunge like the John Jasniaks of the world, you're trying to do whatever it is you need to do to get your, you know, get yourself up and moving. Freaking Yeah, he's a guy, man. He's, uh, he's, he's a unique one. But, uh, you know, hey, there's a place for that, right? Uh, oh, but if you sure. let it. If you let it take over, it can just become so unhealthy so quick. Oh, dude. Again, preaching from the choir. But I think that's a lot. You know, and I'm a huge Brian Tracy. You know, been around the book, the author. You know, wrote tons and tons of books and all this other stuff. And that was what was interesting to me is, you know, when you talk about how you set yourself up and the hard chargers never think that they're doing enough. Right? Like, that's our default. <laughs> right? And that's why we dog cuss ourselves. Right? Yeah. We can't just be like, dude, we just nailed it today. <laughs> it's 2 o'clock. Let's take off. Right? Yeah. It just... It, it's not how we're wired. No. And it sucks. I, I'm not a fan of it. Right? It's good in a monetary value. It, you know, it's good in getting stuff done. But it is, like I said, it's a terrible platform to build a happy life on. It is, yeah. I always feel bad for my fiance when we travel, because <laughs> like we'll, uh, you know, we'll go somewhere, and I, I I'm realizing this about myself. Um, I've got like a four day rule on trips, where like I can do four days of enjoying the trip and and like checking out mentally, you know, and then mm. after that I like get this itch where I'm like, do you know, stuff. it doesn't even need to be, yeah, I don't need to be working, but I need to be like solving problems, you know, like, like my brain just looks for them. And so, you know, you're over here 
analyzing like uh, how could I make this restaurant more efficient just because my brain needs that kick of dopamine or whatever, you know? No, but I, it's I just... couldn't agree with you more. Like I, I, you know, my wife and thing and even some other folks and stuff like that. They're like, oh, you know, we love going to the beach and just hanging out. I'm like, I can't. Drives me nuts. I, I like. I got to fish. I got to do yeah. something. I got to go. I got to. I can't just. And that's probably not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, right? Like, it's probably not a good thing when it comes to overall, like I said, mental health or one way or other. But it's how most of the the successful people in business are. It's just, yeah. it is. It just is, you know? Yeah, and I think, so. you know, there's, there's like a really good um, point here to just like, man, I heard love described this way the other day of just like with, you know, romantic love that like, oh, you just like accept people for who they are. Like people like romanticize uh, like like Hollywood, right? This whole yep. like, oh, we're just so in love and this passion and blah, blah, right? Uh, and it's really just like, no, like I just, I know who you are to your core and I accept you rather than yep. like, I heard the, the, um, <laughs> the best way to live an unhappy life is to try to change the person you love. <laughs> you know, because well, you sit around and try to change anyone, right? You're just you're and, spinning and, your wheels. And you'll find, and you'll find out, you know, with through marriage and and stuff like this, is it's like the things I love about my wife are the things that make her her, right? It's the specific mm. things, even that she thinks like, oh, I hate the way that this looks, or the way that does whatever, or yeah. the little thing that you do with this, or whatever. Like that, those are the things that you love the most because that's what no one else gets to see. Yeah, right? that's the intimacy. That's one way or other. Anyway, back, yeah. back, back to back to business. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> but it's important, right? Like it is. That, it it really is. So, Ajay, what what are y'all doing? So you said you get a partner in your business. Okay. Yep. Uh, just two of y'all, three, four. What what, what do y'all? We have just two. Yeah. Uh, we don't actually make any money, man. I just like talking about land. So I'm <laughs> cool. no, we've uh, we've got three on staff. We're hiring a fourth right now, actually. So um, we've got a full time gal who's uh, basically texting. That's our primary marketing channel. I actually haven't sent out any mail besides like offers here and there since November. So we've been all texting since uh, since then. A big reason for that, though, like I don't recommend this to people necessarily. The reason we did it is because I suck. So like, I know we were just talking about the bad self talk, man. Um, we, we had to like I was doing direct mail. Um, we were working with a cold calling agency. I had a PPC subscription uh, with some really cool guys that we, we were getting good leads, and then uh, we were texting. And I looked at it all, and I said, "Man, wh- where are we getting deals from? What's the most you know? What's the easiest way to train up a team?" Where are we getting momentum? And it was like we were just dropping the ball on so much stuff because uh, we didn't have a good way of tracking where these leads came from. How do we manage them? You know, and at this point, we had just hired our third and fourth person on the team, or the other two gals on our team. And so, you know, I didn't know how to manage very well. I didn't know what we were doing. I didn't know how to focus on the right, you know, how do we get from lead in to the offer made in a good yep. manner with all yeah. these people where I'm not involved You're in funnel. every single yep. deal? Because we're doing volume, you know, we'll do, well, Volume means different things to different people. For sure. For sure. You know, we'll do three to seven deals a month typically. And okay. we like um, okay. I like to say our average margin is between fifteen and thirty. If I'm being honest with you though, Trevor, it's probably more like eight to thirty. Cause you know, you, you, you get something under contract with like a fifteen K margin and then you got realtor fees and then you got a low ball offer that comes in and then it and then you take oh, it. So brother. it's yeah. it's more like eight to thirty if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. But we no, also yeah. you know, we've got deals where we've got one under contract right now, we close on next week that's a buy at one fifty, we're gonna cut it up into two twenties and sell it for 300 so we'll, we'll list it for 300 i should say yeah. right we'll see what happens so well, and um, that's and that's also the reason 
and that's the the flip side when people are like, well, you can buy land cheaper, right? Like, you know, talking about working with offers. But sometimes you got to sell that shit cheaper too than you thought. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's it's not it's goes. not as liquid as you know a three two ranch right next door to another <laughs> three two ranch like it's no just kidding. the way it is you know and that's you know that gives us an advantage too because then again the seller who needs to go put their uh, land on Craigslist like a card person would right it's just yeah. it's a pain in the butt man to deal with the to deal with all that stuff so but yeah so, anyways so, that's so how do you sorry, how do you do that how do you set up your team with texting I've got lots of people that tell me texting is awesome I believe them because I know that if you if you put in the systems correctly. Right, and I love Callan Faulkner and, and everything awesome. else. Like, like I'm, I just, it makes me itch thinking about it. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, honestly, Trevor, I tell you, uh, from what I know about you, I don't know that you need it to be honest. It's uh, not that, and I'm not saying like you know people do and don't need it. Here's the thing: texting is just another marketing channel. I, I could ask you the yes, same thing. Absolutely. Like, hey, man, cold calling works. Why not just hire a cold caller? You know, why not use a service? Why not do this? Why not do that? Why not get PPC? Why not run paid ads? Why not run Facebook ads? You know, it's it's just another marketing channel. Yep. And so if if you know how to scale your business through the marketing channel you're using, keep doing it. Yeah. Here's where I think marketing channels come into play, especially for folks that aren't doing what you're doing and are doing like volume plays, flips, yep. uh, wholesale, arbitrage, yep. the whole game. Um, <clears throat> if you're working in specific markets and you feel like you're maxing out on your marketing, so let's say you yep. only do stuff within 90 minutes of Dallas-Fort Worth, right? Yep. And you are mailing every single property you would want to buy every other week already, right? And you have this list on rinse and repeat, and it's like, I don't know how to crank this up. That's where I would say, well, bring in a new marketing channel because a certain seller profile is going to respond to a different marketing channel, and you're going to get deals that you wouldn't through this one. And that's why I'm actually interested in this because I would like – I like flipping. I do. I don't do very much of it anymore because I'm not very good at delegating, and I'm still doing too much of the day-to-day work in my big development stuff, right? Okay. And so that's why I, I really am interested on the on the text messaging side and, and, yeah. and things like that. Because I understand funnels. I understand CRMs. I understand, like, multiple touch. I understand all this stuff. But I'm just like, it is cheap to market, but very expensive. Very expensive as far as human capital. With texting. It can be. It can be. So, you know, I'll, I'll say like, so yes, the caveat is, man, like mail's pretty pricey depending on, oh. I guess, I, I don't Hell yeah, know, it is. It, yeah, it yeah. just, like, we, we would blow, you know, seven, eight, nine grand a month on mail, and I'm like, I could be doing the same volume for about six with a team of three that doesn't only do marketing, they do the whole process, and they're texting, Right. So we'll send out a thousand text messages a day, give or take two hundred, just depending on like how many drips and stuff we have going yep. out. There's like limits on your your profiles and stuff. We can get into that stuff, but it's yeah. a little too detailed, I think, for all this. But uh, you know, we'll send out eight hundred to twelve hundred texts a day, right? So um, in that, we have full time texting gal. We pay her like just over five bucks an hour. We started her at five. Uh, next, it goes over to a lead manager who's you know. Basically, her job is to disqualify properties. So, like, this is what I always say is, um, and I don't know if you took the SATs back uh, when you were going through high school and stuff, right? But they talk ACTs, to a lot of but ACTs, yeah. okay. Yeah. All the yep. same stuff, right? Standardized yep. tests. Yep. Um, what they teach you is process of elimination. And that's what I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of is, hey, guys, well, our I team took right my now, MCATs, too, so I know all about MCATs? All yeah. You're a doctor? <laughs> I got into, well, that's... I got it into two story for another day. small <laughs> schools, but yeah, anyway, long, okay. long, long ass story. But anyway, no. <laughs> but long the time reason ago. I bring it up though is just that I communicate to my team. I want us to manage our pipeline the same way. Let's only right. look at deals we want to be doing, 
right? Yep. So as soon as I have a deal in front of me, how do we get rid of it as fast as possible? And if it's yep. good, how do we get an offer to it as fast as possible? That's the game, right? Yep. So we have a bunch of like tricks and trades and stuff that I'm always happy to share. Um, a big one is like, you know, so we get it in and immediately, first thing you're doing is map, right? Right. Is it covered in wetlands, floodplains, depending on the state, right? Um, is it all, you know, just terrible land, really steep, um, road access, all that stuff that we would normally eliminate for because we have, you know, our own buy box, right? Everybody's is different. Yep. Know yours so you can disqualify things and not spin your wheels, spend time on them. 100%. Uh, you know, so, and here's another thing is like leads get more expensive the more human capital you have on them, right? Yep. So like if my $5 an hour VA spends some time on it, right? Let's say she spends an hour and it's now a five buck lead, right? Not to mention all the data and all the prep in and all the skip tracing yep. and everything we spent there. If you're using mail, it costs you like 30 to 80 bucks usually to get that lead into your pipeline, right? Mm -hmm. And so now that it leads in there, well now you have your, your $10 an hour VA that's looking at it and if she spends say 30 minutes on it, well guess what, it just got a little bit more expensive. And let's say you're calling and calling and calling and calling and calling and you find out it's not even a deal you wanna do, all that time you wasted just made that lead more expensive only for you to not do the deal. On the flip side, if you're not making offers to those properties, you just spent a hundred bucks on this lead, man. Make a freaking offer. You just spent a hundred bucks to get this thing in your CRM. What are you doing? And so um, anyways, big fans of process of elimination. Uh, we use a little tool that I've been talking about a ton lately called the double dial. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this at all, but... Uh, Where you call and then you call right back again and then you send a text message saying, hey, is this Susan or where the fuck it was or whatever? Yeah, some, yeah. We, don't, yeah well, we don't always text right away, but it is the okay. we do call the second time. So we let it you know go to voicemail. We always wait at least five seconds because you want the person to register. Um, there's a gap here, so this is the second phone call, right? And it's the same thing for us, man. You get a phone call from a number you don't have saved in your phone, I'm letting that go to voicemail. Unless, if they call a second time, shoot, is this a title company? Did I get delivery for something? You know, did uh, somebody go to jail? What, <laughs> what's going on, right? Yep. And so um, it just it gets people to pick up the phone a lot more. We were tracking the metrics, and it was like one in five people would pick up the phone just like when we regular call, right? Um, when we did the double dial, though, it went up to like 40 to 60 is what we'll get, somewhere in that range. And so it's like, man, I'm getting roughly one in two people are actually picking up when we do a double dial. So we'll use that. If we can't get in touch with you, you know, we'll double dial as soon as the lead comes in. We'll double dial when an offer is ready for you. And we'll double dial if you haven't signed your freaking contract yet. Because right? at that point, yeah. I'm doing, this lead's expensive. I'm doing everything I can to make this money now, right? And so, what, what's, your, what's, your, what's your CRM and what, what – okay, first of all, like let's go into that. So how are you pulling your lists? How are you skip tracing them, texting them, and then your CRM? Because the CRM, I think, is still the best, most important thing. Obviously, once you get that lead thrown in there, right? And it yep. never dies until they tell you to you to die. Pound sand. Yeah. <laughs> tell you to Beautiful die, thing. or <laughs> they sell. Right. Yep. Like uh, I sold this last week. Right. Yep. Exactly. So uh, we don't have a CRM. We just use Post-it notes. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> There's some people asshole. out there like that, what man. Uh, my my buddy, uh, I hope he doesn't mind him sharing this. David Amshay, I don't know if you know him. He's awesome, oh, yeah. man. He's, he's yep. a great guy, great guy, good friend of mine. Uh, he, he was using Post-it notes for like the longest time, but he was crushing it. He was doing like six-figure months and just like rolling, and is is now doing some really cool subdivide stuff that you know I won't share the details of. But um, I remember I was giving him crap. Oh, we've talked, we've talked like, plenty yeah. of times. I guess about okay. about a year, year and a half ago he was calling me about a bunch of the subdivide stuff and okay good yeah, yeah. he's a great yep. guy he's like yep. i have nothing but good things to say about david uh, yep. but anyways you know that being said 
we use Pebble is, is the short of it. You know, and Pebble's okay. gotten more and more advanced over time. I'm good friends with Jesse and Kevin now. I just spent a, uh, a little bit with them. I was out in Korea a couple months ago, and it was super okay. fun hanging out with them. But, um, you know, they uh, to be fully transparent, they've had some shortcomings when it came to us growing a team. Like, there's just not enough oversight in terms of task management. That being said, I was on a call with Kevin last week where he was, like, asking us for feedback. And they're like, hey, we're looking at getting a task board set up. How do you want roles and responsibilities? How do you want this board to flow up? So, like, they're working on stuff. You know, they're just – they're not the – like, they're not sales force right you have to yeah. know that when you're getting well, it can't it, be but it can't specified be. for land so that's the short answer on the crm the long answer on all the other tech stack stuff so we're pulling our data out of land vision um it's a light box product it's like what like uh keller williams and dr horton and like okay. um those guys okay. will use so it's, it's really tailored more so for developers the reason i like okay. it is because the data is free and the license will cost you two to eight thousand bucks a year just depending on like you have to get in a group and buy a license with some folks but um, oh. it's a it's, it's not always as new as some of the other data so like yeah. you may accidentally hit people that have already sold their property which like i don't care that much about to be honest um so it's like well i'm hitting everybody that I'd probably hit anyways right so it doesn't yeah. really matter in my opinion yeah. because we're doing so our data is free in my mind right we've already paid for it <laughs> then we just pay for skip tracing and so at that point it's, you know, we get six cents a record on direct skip. Um, so we just, we upload that stuff, pull it out. And then we upload that in the launch control. We do all our uploads. What on do you, what's your hit date with, with skip? With uh, direct what, what skip? Is it skip? What, yeah. what is it? Direct skip? Okay. Yeah. We get, um, it's high nineties. We'll get anywhere. Okay. From, Dude, that's yeah, awesome to, for land. It, oh yeah. 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 I mean, we'll get somewhere between 92 and 98 pretty much every time. And they that's only charge awesome. you for the hits. So that's great. It's, no, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's been fantastic for us. You know, and we'll use it to target neighbors. We'll use it to target builders. We'll use it for all kinds of stuff, depending on how we're cutting things up and you know wh whatever we're doing. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, then we'll load it in a launch control, and then we just use uh, Zapier, Zapier, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a little button that just says push, and it pushes it from launch control over to Pebble, and then we just keep it in Pebble forever. Um, and we've got all you know all these different deal boards and stuff, how we manage stuff. But it's it's you know the underlying philosophy is process of it's like eliminate and expedite is what I tell my team. I like alliteration a lot. I'm a nerd man, and so it's the two E's, right? Eliminate if this is a junk property, if it's not anything we're gonna buy, if the seller sucks, like if they're just you know nasty, tell us to f off, whatever it is, get them out, right? If it's a good yep. offer, good person, good property, expedite that shit. <laughs> you know, like let's get an offer on this property. And yep. so we we try. We're not perfect, but we try to get an offer on a property within 48 hours once it's in our pipe. It doesn't always nice. play out that fast. You know, I would say on average, we're probably more between that 72 and 96, like probably more like three to four. But still, but, that's still pretty quick. That's still pretty yeah, quick. And we'll get some same day, just depending on, you know, yeah. like you're playing the game of people picking up the phone is the issue. It's phone tag that slows us down. Like our team's calling every day. Our team's on, you know, we've got three people on staff. We have plenty of bandwidth to process what we do. Yep. Um, and, and so it, you know, we're, we're running pretty well. And here's, here's a good thing that we've done. Uh, that has helped us focus tremendously for folks that are doing volume is we have a column specifically for priority, which means uh, if if something is basically in a stage that means we need to get a hold of you quickly. So like first day it comes in from launch control, that's a priority, right? Yep. But if we don't get in contact with you for three days, that lead shouldn't get the same attention as a lead that just came in today. So if it's yep. been three, four days and this person's still not picking up the phone, it's going to go in our normal next bucket, which we're still going to call every day if we have bandwidth. But otherwise, we're always focused on where the energy is because you want momentum in your business, right? So if there's momentum, let's keep it moving along. And what that's doing is you know, double dials plus priority makes it so it's super easy for us to get leads out of our pipeline if for whatever reason they're not a good fit for us and through our pipeline if they are. 
and that has just cleaned us up. It's made it easier for the team to focus, um, and it's it's just been a fantastic thing for us. So I think I answered all your questions there. I talked. To oh you yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> that's awesome. No, and and that's that's what I'm talking about when you're talking about like it's more detailed compared to spray and pray letters and postcards and right. shit like that. Right, like 100%. it is, it is more involved. The trade-off is speed to lead. Also, the trade-off is you're able to, when you run it correctly, you're able to really just ring out every marketing dollar you possibly can. Exactly, it's so effective in terms of marketing dollars. You know, if you count all the team's labor um, plus all our costs of of skip tracing and the software. I think we'll probably spend about sixty five hundred a month to contact somewhere between fifteen and twenty thousand sellers. That's a pretty good, you know. We need to talk. Out of that. We need to talk after that. Yeah, I, may man, buy your, I may buy your course. I don't know. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, but like, or, or you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's part we of can that. Talk. Where, you got my number. Where, where there's <laughs> no, but I mean, and I don't want to like just be that way. But like, guys, this is why. We have these kind of people on, right? You don't want to just listen to my dumbass. Like, it's it's good. It's good to hear how again, whether that's smoke signals, whether that's knocking on doors, whatever that is, right? Whatever it is to have someone raise their hand and say, "Yes, I want to sell." Yep. And so, exactly. where I would be, I would not want to do nearly the volume that you do, right? But I would be much more targeted with what I wanted to do. Right, and if I can't get them to pick up a letter, or or you know what I mean, or maybe they don't want to answer a cold call or whatever, but I can come in and be like, because one one deal for me is well over a million dollars, <laughs> right? Yeah, like yeah, like maybe we should talk. No, I'm, just... <laughs> no, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool, but but that's what I'm saying. Like it's a longer turnaround, and it, especially with the way things are going now and with interest right. rates and all this other stuff. But I'm like, okay. If I just, you know, took a hundred thousand dollars and set it aside and said, you know what, I'm going to get good at this, I could probably do it. Oh, you could definitely do it. You know, I, I think anybody should be able to get a deal out of texting within three months of like it being a regular activity. Um, like, and when I say regular activity, I mean like your messaging on weekdays, and it should not be you, Trevor. You should not be in launch control, right? But somebody <laughs> is, in, and no disrespect to you, but it's a very you know you can pay somebody three to five bucks an hour to be doing that all day long, right? Yeah. And so um, that's where we recommend, like, yeah, get get somebody in there to do that, and then have them push it along. And even then, you should have somebody else who's like qualifying that lead, right? Somebody yeah. who disqualifies crap things. Where where, where you're talking again, where it's. What was it? Elimination or what? Expedite. Expedite, right? Like yeah, you need to be up, seeing that. Then. So how how many of those are you seeing in a day? Well, so yeah, we'll get. You know what I mean? Average. Like that gets a thumbs up. That gets a thumbs up. Bam. And then how long does it take you to be like? Oh, or or is your ten dollar an hour gal good enough that she she's got it damn near to the you know. Like, hey, it's got this much, this, 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 right? You build in the system. How much frontage? Where's the water? Where's the power? These are the comps. You know what I mean? Or, or yeah. are you getting it before that? I'll try to run you through kind of how our process works to the best of my ability. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want so, – No, no, no. I don't have any secrets, man. Let me okay, – uh, okay. you know, I, I'm happy but to share There is no all. secrets, right? There's no – exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and here's a good you know, takeaway out of this is like I share everything I do with everybody I talk to. 
And well, I know for a fact only like 1 in 10 or 15 are going to do anything with it, and most of them are going to be worse than me. And like I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I just mean like we focus on this stuff, and I learn from well, people. And I, I pay a lot of money for education and for coaching and to be in masterminds and to do these things, to be around, surrounded by smart, experienced, successful people that are all smarter and more experienced and more successful than me, right? So like I'm 100%. more than happy to share this stuff because I just like don't believe in competition. Every, there might come a day where you and I are competing for the same deal, and I would say, Trevor, let's JV. You know what I mean? No, so, I'm a million percent. <laughs> and again, like, you think about all the equity that's in this in the in dirt oh my in, gosh. This, in the Tons. United States, right? Like, trillions and trillions of dollars. Like, right. I could raise a billion dollars tomorrow and not buy exactly what I want in North Texas, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there you know there's a there's a guy that's doing a four billion dollar development on like like Texoma right now, and it's a huge deal. Wow. It's going to be four thousand homes, all this other stuff. But still, that's four billion dollars on one project on one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you think about it that way, you're just like, why would I even worry about it? Like, holy <laughs> shit balls, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> not to mention, like, like, man, our population just keeps going up. You know. And like, Absolutely. I don't want to get too far into like the, the politics of this, but I just know, like population means demand, right? And yep. so the more people you have, the more demand you have. And if our population in this country ever tapers off, we can open up our borders and change that really, really quickly. Oh. Like if people stop having kids, there are, you know, for every one person that comes into this country, there's probably what, 20, 30, 40 that want to get in. So we can, 100%. we can, so anyways, yep. I'm a, I'm very bullish on American land because they're not making any more of it and people want to be here. Okay. Like I say, I don't, I don't make more land. I make more parcel numbers. That's, yeah. what I do. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I like it. Almost as much as you can't fish from the couch or whatever you said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you can't catch fish from the couch. Yeah, that's it. So here, I'll run you through our process real quick yeah, and, and kind of how, how we formulated things. So um, uh, our, our texting gal's name is Zoe. You know, she's she's in charge of sending out the text, right? She'll send out 800, 1,000 new texts a day. Of that, you get 20% response rate. Half of them, if not a little bit more, are all basically FUs. No, I don't want to sell. Um, the other half we're going to nurture. So we're going to do three main things, right? Number one, verify it's the correct person, right? Is this person actually who they say they are slash are they actually the seller, right? That's, that's always what I'm worried about. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just go ahead and go out there. Go, go check it out. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, go look at the so, land. Yeah, let me know. Absolutely. Send me pictures. I haven't been no, out there in a long time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I have to tell you a funny story after this, but I, I, I want to get to this. I know we're getting short on time. No, you're good. Uh, I don't have anywhere to be. I just don't want people to get. No, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Episode. We gotta get rolling here pretty quick. So anyway. yeah. Uh, so okay. so number one, yeah, uh, checking to verify the person. Um, number mm -hmm. two, are they actually interested in selling? And then number three, are they ready for a phone call? That's pretty much all we do. That's all we do yeah. to qualify is those three things, and then we'll push them. Okay. And for people that actually respond and get through those three things, uh, for every eight hundred to a thousand texts we send out, we get three to nine new leads in our CRM every single day. Okay. Right. So that's quite a range. I would say it averages out closer to four to five. So it's more on that lower side, but we'll have days where it's on the higher but side. But still, that's still 20, 25 a week that you've Easily. got. Uh, yep. I mean, that's that's a lot and of volume when you start adding up weeks. Exactly. Sure. And the way our business is, we do some double closings and flips. And so we'll get a deal for typically every 23 offers we make is where our numbers pan out right now. I tell the average investor between 25 and 40, just because most people aren't as good at, you know, timelines yep. and qualifying and pricing and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But, so anyways, lead comes in, right? Lead manager checks on MapRite, disqualifies if it's bad, lets the seller know, sorry, not a good fit. 
Um, if it's good, she gets on the phone with them. Okay, so she calls, goes through a pretty typical script that most people would use, like Pat Live for. Again, verify they're the only owner. Basically, you're trying to figure out are there any other decision makers? Did somebody die? Do I need to probate? Um, you know, is there bank financing? And then you, you know, ask their asking price. All those basic questions, right? So she'll do that. So we have enough information to say, oh shoot, this is a probate. Okay, hang on, that might change the offer we make, right? But after we get through those two steps, um, the lead manager finishes that up, and then it goes over to get comped. So this is a little atypical. I would not recommend this for people. It's just how our team panned out. Our texting VA really wanted to comp. She took an interest in it. And so I said, sure, you text for six hours a day, you comp for two hours a day, good. And so here's the instruction I've given her is you know between land.com and Zillow and all the things, right? Comping's not that hard. Like, you know, unless you're in some super wonk, like some parts of North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, like the, when you get like uh, like mountainous country, you know, there's, yep. there's a lot of variables. They're not um, gonna perk or something's, yeah. Exactly, yep. so that kind of stuff. But we try to stick in more homogenous areas so it's easier to, to, to comp. So what I tell Zoe is I say, listen, I just, I don't need you to be 90% confident in the pricing. I don't even need you to be 80%. Tell me your 70% rule of thumb. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, right? Give it a little cockeyed look and say, that looks about right, right? That's all we need, okay? 70% confident. And then I say, if your 70% confidence worth 100 grand, give me the range. 20% up and down, okay? So mm -hmm. tell me it's worth between 80 and $120,000, right? Then it goes over to my acquisitions manager, Veronica. What Veronica is doing is she's looking at that. She trusts our team. She trusts Zoe. So she doesn't even look at the pricing. Her job is phone calls, follow up, build rapport, boom, boom. Okay. And so she is just making offers and nurturing and talking to sellers all day long. And what I've said is you are always given permission to make an offer up to 50% of the lower limit. So say Zoe yep. thinks it's worth 100. Veronica can basically always offer 40 because that's half of the 80, which is 20% below what we think it's worth, right? That way I've got a good margin of error baked in, okay? Yep. And then if it goes above that, well then it'll float up to my integrator, Ben, who's gonna take, he'll go comp it by hand if he comes to a similar decision. Yeah, yeah, we can do that or no, right? And then after it's under contract, I'm finally gonna look at it. That's when I say, great, this is finally like a, worthy of my attention. I look at a you think about it, you know, we, we go through 100 leads in a month. Usually, actually, it's more than that, I think. It's more like 120 to 130. If I looked at every single one of those before we made an offer, I would not be sitting here with you today, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> number no, one, sure. I'd probably yeah. you know make no Absolutely. money because we'd never make any offers. And number two, I'd be so busy, my life would suck, man. And so uh, I look at you know handful of properties a month. We we buy probably one, maybe two every week. It just again three to seven a month is kind of what we target. And so we're trying to walk into 100k of equity every single month is our goal, right? And sometimes we're way below that, sometimes we're way above that, and it just depends, right? But it kind of averages out around there right now. Um, so that's how the team is structured. And then you know in Phase two due diligence is what we call it. We've got it under contract. Let's verify comps, call a couple brokers if we're going to work with brokers, yep. um, and then call the county, right? Let's make sure there's yep. no red flags. We'll get it into title, make sure there's no title flags, and you, you'll lose probably one in four deals or something in title. But <laughs> aside from that, usually we'll, oh, uh, we'll end up going through. So that, I always like to give those caveats with those numbers, right? Is like, here's how all the numbers in our data play out. And I've been tracking these since November and December. So I finally have enough data that I can talk about it and be honest yep. with you, you know? Because yep. for a while I'm like, hey, we track these metrics, but I don't know what they mean yet. <laughs> You know, it's too early to say. We yeah. finally have enough data that it's meaningful. And I can say, here's how the team runs right now. Is it takes us 23 offers to get a deal. Here's what a deal does. For every four deals, we'll walk away with three of them. You know, it's stuff like that. We'll make between this and this. Yeah. Well, and, and that's that's business, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to spend as much in marketing. You're going to build systems, right? If you want to spend a whole lot more in marketing and just pick up the low-hanging free that's fine too, right? Yeah, if you want to yeah. spend, if you want to send sixty thousand pieces of mail, which some of you crazy people do a month, 
<laughs> it's going to cost you 30000 bucks a month at least, right? But, again, there's a good chance that you're going to pick up two or three deals that are going to pay you way more than that, right? It just depends on what your risk adverse expected rate of return is going to be. Yeah. That's all haha business, right? Like yeah. that's 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 what it is. And so you as an individual need to really think about what your what sings to you, right? Is that talking to brokers? Is that cold calling it yourself, right? Like I know I know a couple of guys that make way more money than me and they do nothing but cold call themselves on very specific properties, right? And they introduce themselves and they talk and then they go and they go do all this other stuff. But again, when you do entitlements and you're, and you're going to make two or three million bucks a year, like how many of them do you need to do? It's true. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so he, instead of the complete opposite of Mr. Sharma here, right, that does volume because he likes that monthly nut. I do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> because life hits you a month at a time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's no right or wrong. There's whatever fits you in your mindset. Again, there's lots of people that we know that Brian McCarthy sends 10 million freaking offers in January, buys them, sells them in the summertime, and backpacks Europe. Like, it's awesome, right? Like, guy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I call him Tristan yeah. because of his hair, but, you know, uh, <laughs> from Legends of the Fall. I mean, he does, dude. He yeah. is like. I was like, you bastard, I'm bald. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> but like that's, it all works, but it's all work, right? It mm. all works, but it's all work. And so just embrace that. Realize like it's a simple business. Like it is, but it's work. And whether that's you doing the work or virtual assistance or whatever it is, it's work. Yeah, so. and I think just to like bring this full circle, man, like it all works. And in that vein, it's like, what does it boil down to? Are you marketing and are you making offers, right? And so like if I could just give anybody the advice, if they're trying to get started, if they're get, you know, if they're doing some some marketing, whatever. Um, or if, or if they're to, in a, the dip, right? If they're yeah, in the dip, yeah. right? Like just like 100%. you said, oh, I did the first one. I'm the smartest man alive. This yeah. is so easy. And then you go three, four, five months with nothing. Like, yeah, what, I, what, do you, what, do you, what are you telling them? Because that's yeah. the harder part, in my opinion. It is. I think, I think it's having a little success and then going through it's, that dry spell. It's terrible. Because you just it's doubt yourself so much. You know? And I tell everybody, I'm like, hey, 10x your marketing. I guarantee you, you send out 10,000 letters or 10,000 cold calls or you know, whatever marketing channel you want to do. And you make an offer on every single one of the properties. And here's, here's like, there's so many people that come into this business that are like the engineer overthinker kind of personality type. And the pitfall I see with that personality type is they just look at all these different angles and they're analyzing these nooks and crannies and crevices of all this different stuff. And I'm like, listen, 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 listen. Here's what you need. You send out marketing. You look and just say, would I buy this property? Where is it a deal? Make an offer at 30 to 50 cents of that. You're probably going to be closer to 50 these days, maybe a lot higher depending on your price point. Or like, you know, if you're, if you're yep. 150K plus, probably yep. higher, right? But under that, you can get away with 50 and uh, just do that. If you do that 100 times, you'll get a deal. Don't talk to me until you've done that. <laughs> I promise. And, and, keep, I buy this property, and keep track of how many offers you've made because you yes. will lie to yourself. 
Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I talked to so many people, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, but how many offers did you make? I, that's, mean, I was talking that's to somebody where the sales. That's where the sales background for me came from. It was like, mark every single day how many actual phone calls that you made. Mm, Dude, I've been calling all day. You made 17 phone calls. <laughs> that ain't going to cut it, bud. Right? Nope. Like, that's that's literally my sales manager, like, Murder Mondays, right? <laughs> like, that's what we used to call it, Murder Mondays. Oh, man. And it'd just be like... Well, you know, you know, there's a reason they didn't sell shit, right? It's because this is this is this is how many calls you made, yeah. Right? You 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 told me that you wanted to be in sales, you wanted to have control over your own finances, and yet you know, like you can't cheat it. You have to make the offers, you have to make the phone calls or letters or whatever the hell it is. But you got to make the offers in our business. Yep. And you can't. It's like, it's like, oh, I want an apple tree out there, but I'm not going to plant anything. <laughs> like, yeah, but I want it, Trevor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm just so I, I, motivated. I thought and about it. I thought about it. It's on my vision board. I yeah, thought right. about it. I work out three times a week. <laughs> you know, I took. I, took my I meditate every morning. Every day, every day, I do my cold plunge. Yeah, I even I even shared it on the social media. Oh, yeah. I should be there. Right, I've read every Jocko book there is. Uh, I just like I, I'm. It's not that, guys. It's the everyday, boring ass tasks that actually make business business. Whether you're at Cummins, whether you're at U Inc. <laughs> I wish I wish there was something sexy, but there's not, guys. The the sexy part is is you have control over that, which is versus a Cummins or a Halliburton, or a Caterpillar, or a, you know, an Intel, when, you know, you know, you, you, you latched on to the right VP, and now he's going up through the ranks, and he's your boy, right? Or, yep. you know, you're a football coach, and the guy's got the right contacts, and all of a sudden he's, you know, you're your boy, and all of a sudden you're defensive coordinator at the University of Texas, right? Sometimes that happens, but for the most part, it's based on the day-to-day -day boring shit that actually makes a difference. So true. So, anyway, well, with that, with that closing, <laughs> <laughs> do the boring shit. <laughs> do, the, do the shit you're supposed to do. So, anyway, Ajay, how can people get a hold of you? See what you got going. What what's the, what's the download? Yep, yep, yep. Um, you can hit me up on, uh, I'm pretty active on Instagram, uh, active as in I get on way too much and I wish I posted more, but I'm, I'm pretty bad about that sometimes. Um, you can get me with, uh, my handles investing with Ajay. If you want to shoot me an email, I know you had Clint on not too long ago. We're partners mm -hmm. over at LearnLand. I do some coaching. We do some stuff. It's a lot of fun. If you want to talk shop, if you want to talk land, hit me up Ajay at learn.land. Um, those are probably two best ways to get a hold of me. Awesome. Awesome. Well guys, if listen to this about three times. And especially through the stuff where Ajay is ex talking about his systems and things like this and realize what is going to be entailed for a text message business, right? Marketing business. If that sings to you, reach out to him. I'm sure he's willing to help out with every, everything else like this. And he's done a bunch of other stuff too. But like when it comes to text messaging, reach out to him. He's in the weeds every day. We're going to talk probably sometime when I'm in Colorado and, and, and talk about the good, bad and ugly on all that stuff. But Let's do it. again, that's, that's also the hard part, right? Don't fall for the, uh, for the shiny object. If you're having success <laughs> other places, 
<laughs> but anyway, so like I said, thanks again, man. I appreciate you, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Trevor.